0: The ARA acknowledges the traditional owners of the land where we have recorded this podcast, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation, and we pay our respects to the Elders past, present and recognise Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders as Australia's first traders, who utilise a sophisticated network of trading paths that have facilitated the exchange of goods, knowledge and culture for millennia. (music)
1: I'm Paul Zara, and welcome to a special Christmas episode of Retail Therapy. The holidays are fast approaching and retailers are in preparation mode for the Christmas shopping rush. There's a bit more uncertainty for the industry this year as Australians continue to feel the crunch of the cost of living crisis whilst retailers feel the crunch of the cost of doing business crisis. So today we'll be discussing what's in store for retailers, consumers and how spending may be shaping up. Joining me for some retail therapy is Craig Wolford. Craig is a senior retail analyst in the consumer sector at MST Marquee and one of the most knowledgeable voices in Australian retail. Craig is going to share the latest consumer trends and his insights for retailers and what they can expect during this all-important time. Craig, welcome.
0: Welcome, Paul. It's good to speak with you.
1: Now, Craig, what's on your Christmas gift list this year?
0: Yeah, look, it's a, it's getting close, isn't it? And we've got to think about these gifts. Uh, if I was talking to my better half or others around me, I've really enjoyed running this year, so I definitely would like a, a new fitness watch. It uh, definitely keeps me both healthy and, and tracking my running efforts. Good. Um, and also also looking forward to a great feast with the family on Christmas Day. Uh, always fun to get together and, and settle down.
1: Well, we'll just make sure that your, um, your better half gets to listen to this podcast ahead of the, the Christmas shopping period, so she'll be able to do all the get your, get both those um, items ticked off for you. So we're going to get stuck into this. <laughs> Can you provide um, first up your take on of the retail industry's performance throughout the year? This year it has been certainly a bit of a roller coaster ride. But um, have there been any notable trends or challenges that have emerged, and how will that reflect on Christmas trading? Do you think?
0: Look, it's been, a, it's been a year of slowdown, um, and it t- actually has been quite a graduated, uh, consistent slowdown. It's unfortunate because it means times are tougher for, for all retailers, but we started the year at 5 to 6% growth, uh, which is slightly above trend, and as we look forward and, and you know, look at current months, we're trending at 1% to 2% growth, uh, to give you context, a long-term average of 5 and it's been tougher for a lot of the non-food retailers. Uh, the categories there, like some of the our, our household goods categories and the like, have seen meaningful declines in sales. Uh, the other factor that I'm finding finding quite fascinating is the non-food uh, online sales. It's only returned or recovered to low single-digit growth. Uh, certainly had a year of correction in 2022 as as lockdowns. Um, it became a thing of the past, but it is still quite weak in terms of sales trends at the moment. Um, I would say that I still look at, and it feels very long dated, I still look at how growth has trended from 2019 right through to today, and those trends are still quite encouraging. So, you know, broadly speaking, retail's held up well, but it is getting tougher and tougher.
1: Now, we just touched on that sort of freedom spending that we that did impact um, uh, the retail industry in such a positive way. we have had two record Christmases, actually, to be frank. Um, but w- where do you think people s- uh, spoil themselves after the difficulties of the pandemic? It- it's looking somewhat different this year, to say the least. What-, what are you expecting from Christmas this year from a retail performance?
0: Yeah, I think the yeah, the key Christmas trading period these days kicks off early November with some of the promotional events and Black Friday and then, obviously, the Christmas promotions. Through December and, and Boxing Day clearance, so yeah, it's a long season. Um, I, I would start off, and it's really important the retailers uh, take heed of this. C- consumers want to spend money. Uh, there is a lot of media headlines about how tough consumer certain consumer demographics are doing it, and yes, it is difficult. But consumers are out there spending money. Some of the challenge that retailers has faced for the last 12 months has been uh, a switch of spend towards, for example, offshore holidays, and, and that's got to really, uh, you know, mm. wash its way through and, and is having an impact on retail, but, you know, retail could participate in that. Uh, you know, have you got the right sort of uh, range that actually can help people have a great holiday overseas? Uh, it's, it's certainly a challenge. Um, and yeah, you're right. It's a big hurdle. Uh, That's going to be the the main issue here is that we had some revenge spending, some return to normalisation through 2022 and and even 21, November and December were largely free of lockdowns. And so that means they're very high hurdles for retailers to to leap over this year.
1: Now, you, you touched on the pandemic. It has ended, of course, but there are do you see any impacts still being felt across the sector? Other than you, you sort of mentioned or talked about online sort of reverted back to sort of what you call normal. Um, any other impacts?
0: Uh, look, there's quite a few. I mean, you know, the work from home trend uh, certainly hasn't fully reversed. We can see some businesses trying to encourage workers back more days of the week, but you know, consumers are still spending some time at home working from home and that's changed the shape of the week. For, for retailers, mm. um, it's impacted CBDs in a different way. Generally, shopping centres have seen less traffic but more sales. So consumers are more purposeful when they shop. Uh, that may be you know, partly to do with their online research beforehand, but also a, a reflection of consumers that may you know, may not want to be in crowded spaces for too long. Um, you know, the pandemic, the, the ending of the pandemic, has also led to a recovery, this is a positive, a a big recovery in the number of people in the country. We've got reasonably strong population growth thanks to net migration, as well as a recovery of students and um, working holiday visas, so there's a lot more people to be fed and to be clothed and to spend time um, here in Australia at Christmas, so still quite a positive uh, backdrop there.
1: Yeah, you raised some good points there. We, we've been talking most recently around this Christmas uh, being just challenging, but there is cash out there. I think uh, if retailers get it right, they can end up having a, quite a successful Christmas. But there's going to be this rise of the what we're saying, calling the budget con- consumer, um, and they're going to be looking for value. Now, what insights um, do you have for, for how brands can connect with and win over the cost-conscious consumer leading into this all-important trading period?
0: The... Um What we're seeing with consumers at the moment is they're very purposeful when they shop, which may mean trading down to a cheaper brand. But in many cases, the feedback we hear from both retailers and suppliers at the moment is a consumer that's focused on a fixed dollar budget. So that means sometimes they're happy to buy a brand because that's their preference, but they want to buy a smaller pack size or a, you know, convenient Way of economising that weekly budget that they might have, or the, you know, the amount they want to spend on gifts mm. this Christmas. So I think having the right product range, not just in terms of value, because it's a, you know, frankly a lower quality or a lower cost item, but also maybe it's the size and the packaging of that product that may help um, help that budget budget conscious shopper.
1: So sort of hitting those key retail price points will be important.
0: Yeah. Well, yes. We absolutely we're hearing that.
1: Now what are some of the key consumer behaviour changes or shifts you've observed in recent years during the holiday shopping season? Uh, and maybe how are retailers adjusting their strategies to accommodate these changes?
0: Certainly, the, the ba- major debate is is obviously the adoption of Black Friday and November-based promotional events that have become quite large for Australian retail, still not as big as it is in the US, but, but it seems to be heading that way. Both the UK and Australia have adopted a lot of those promotional events from the US. Um, And, you know, some retailers were reluctant. I'm, I'm going back five years now uh, to embrace an event like Black Friday. It has no real connotation here in Australia. But um, nevertheless, more and more retailers are gearing up for that promotional event. Uh, suppliers are lining up in terms of the product availability. And so you will see more sales pre-Christmas, as uh, some people put it, a bit of a cliche that uh you know, Black Friday and the, the pre-Christmas promotions are for the family or the gifting and um, Boxing Day and, you know, post-Christmas events are for yourself.
1: That's good. That's one of my cliches, Craig, so I'm glad you're repeating it back to me, so it's good.
0: <laughs> Must have been a wise man who said <laughs>
1: well, that. Well, no, no, hilarious, but it's it's good to hear. But that's the way I would describe it as well. I think, um, uh, do, you, do you have any forecast for Black Friday?
0: Look, we don't forecast a particular Black Friday. We tend to look at some of the monthly forecasts and even months single month can be you know, fraught with all sorts of noise because of either weather patterns or, or other um, you know, movements of events and number of Saturdays, etc. Anyway, we, we are seeing a, a real challenge this November. We, we do think it's going to be tough for retailers to deliver decent sales results in terms of year-on-year growth for the month of November. So you know, we, we're pro- we could go backwards slightly, particularly for non-food retail categories, Um the thing that's making me hesitate to be too, uh, I guess, dogmatic on the view about November is because we're hearing and seeing retailers and suppliers plan for a, a quite a large Black Friday, it is going to feel more promotional. There's going to be more mm. stock available. There's going to be more communication of those promotional events. So if November proves to be you know, in the small, low single-digit positive territory, I think the risk then becomes that it takes away from December sales. Yeah.
1: Now, look, Craig, I'm not a betting man, but I think that's what's going to happen. I do think we will be releasing our Black Friday um, forecasts with in conjunction with Roy Morgan soon. Uh, but at the time of recording this podcast, we don't have that information. But I do think there'll be certainly um, people will be looking for deals. They'll be looking for value. I think Black Friday and this, the retails will be better stock this year. Um, uh, and I think we'll end up with a big Black Friday. I think the key question here is, I think you've nailed on the head, is there's probably a greater propensity to bring sales forward. So it's better banking as much as you can in November ready for, and then dealing with December. I think that's always been the main aim. Um, but it'll be interesting. It's certainly interesting times ahead.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's going, to be a, um, it's going to be a tricky one for retailers to interpret and to really hold their nerve um, this, this Christmas period. Now,
1: from a category standpoint, which categories do you think will fare better or worse this Christmas? We've obviously seen household goods spending decline, which you mentioned, uh, for many months now. It's been, I think, about nine consecutive months. Will that continue?
0: Yeah, unfortunately, we're probably in that zone where the trends that we have observed, as you point out, you know, those electronics, furniture, hardware are going to do it toughest. Um, we are seeing quite a notable slowdown in in fashion. Uh, department stores, including the the discount department stores, seem to be holding up a little bit better at the moment. Uh, you know, some of those uh, more value oriented discount department stores obviously do have. Um, offer some great value and mm. uh, popular destinations for Christmas sales. So, yeah, the the categories that look like they're going to do it the toughest, um, you know, furniture's not that big around Christmas, but it could be a really tough time for the furniture category. I'll be interested to see how, um, you know, categories like recreational goods, which had been very strong and, you know, domestic holidays over index. We did a lot of, you know, I guess, act- outdoor activities while we were in lockdown. Uh, that category's... Like, lapping a very high number, uh, but it does still look like there's that desire to get out and about and see Australia and spend time outdoors with either your friends or, or others. So that category looks like it's going to do reasonably well. Yep. And then we're seeing fashion that's you know, close to flat. Um, what we're also seeing just on the food side, we haven't spent much time talking about that, but we, we, we could see... You know, a reasonably festive season for cafes, restaurants and the like. People uh, this year may choose to let someone else do the cooking. Uh, we've seen a, a resilience in dining out that's lasted, you know, right through this year and, and may continue through to Christmas. Well,
1: it'll be interesting one to watch because it's the only area, I think, in our conversations where there's a disconnect because the work we've done with Roy Morgan shows hospitality uh, in decline the uh, going into the Christmas period. So it'll be an interesting uh, place to watch. And I'm, I'm just wondering that, and I think I've asked this uh, of you before, whether it's more the quick service restaurants that do provide really good value when you think about uh, f- uh, food and, and entertaining versus the uh, the restaurant end. Um, but you've got a different view, I think.
0: Yeah, no, we're seeing, you know, casual dining. I wouldn't say the, the top end white tablecloth is the one that's really winning, but um, you know, casual dining, weekend occasions, breakfasts, Um, you know, they're all seeing greater occasions. And it is, it does diverge by geography. Um, Some areas of Australia over-indexed through domestic holidays back in uh, 2022 and 21. Um, Think of some of the Queensland destinations or or Victorian destinations that we might go to. Yeah, they're they're, they're suffering a little bit more, but Mm. uh, generally there is a desire to, you know, dine, dine out and that's remain quite resilient for, for quite some time.
1: Yeah, well, let, let's hope so. Let's hope so. Now, when it comes to, as a good indicator going into Christmas, is understanding the retail community's um, uh, propensity, desire, plans for hiring? Because this is a really major intake of usually casuals uh, being employed to prepare for this all-important Christmas trading period. What, what are you hearing? I mean, what strategies do you think retailers can use to attract and retain seasonal workers during this, um, during this time?
0: Yeah, it's always you know, it's such a, a big hiring blitz that retailers have to employ given the, the spike in sales around Christmas Uh, The good news is there are a lot more people in the country. There's, you know, there's a stat I like throwing around because it's quite phenomenal. There's an extra 1.2 million people, you know, today in Australia than there was 12 months ago, and that is about 550,000 in net migration, uh, as well as all the holiday working visas and students that have come into the country, uh, and a few other, you know, uh, tourists as well. But those categories uh, are certainly going to free up hospitality and retail. For some of those Christmas casual positions, so I think it will be easier. Uh, to your second point, though, on retaining talent and you know the best of those seasonal workers, making them, you know, ensuring that, that they see retail as a career opportunity. I think what's really fascinating—it's a, a whole topic or podcast in itself—is is the breadth of uh, roles that are now available in retail and, and the way loyalty and retail media and and obviously AI and tech. Online, you know, all those things create roles that obviously are, are very sophisticated, and you know, these people might want to work at Google, but they could easily work in a, at a great retail business yes. that, that um, has great a great offer in terms of loyalty or online.
1: Now you, you raised some good, really good points there, and that certainly will be a could be a future podcast series just on as a career because there's lots of great opportunities. So we'll note note that we'll get you on the editorial team real quick, Craig. Um, whilst we're talking about loyalty, let's move on to um we talked about employment lo- employee loyalty, but let's talk about customer loyalty. What role do you think loyalty programs do play at this time of the year, and you know what what customer retention strategy do you see retailers at being best in practice uh, employing?
0: Look, yeah, there's a lot of re- there's a lot of loyalty programs, and you know retailers are pretty good at communicating with those loyalty program members. Um, the two things that stand out is how, refined a retailer can get around that personalization of the offer. Um, you know, can you get down to one-to-one uh, where the offer is highly relevant to that consumer and and clearly going to convert into a transaction? That is possible, but it does require a fair bit of sophistication. The other thing we're seeing in offshore markets and started to see here in Australia is, is what's termed member pricing. Uh, so there's promotions that are available and it's you know, very well ticketed. For loyalty card holders, um, it's a bit—it's a bit divisive. The views about whether mm. it's a good thing or a bad thing. Obviously, if you're not a mem- loyalty member and, and the membership sign-up process is either onerous or, or costly, then um, I think that's a challenge and, and potentially a PR risk for for a retailer. But we are seeing retailers employ that member pricing as a way to, um, I guess, improve the promotional efficiency of of their promotional spend and and obviously target discounts and and offers to to their loyalty card holders.
1: Do do you think it's too early to assess whether that's a successful strategy? I've noticed that of course in the supermarkets and and, uh, just on everyday merchandise, it seems to be um, uh, what many retailers are now employing.
0: Yeah, as I said, I think it comes down to the nuance of how it's communicated and as You know, as I suggested, I think the sign up, you know, accessibility of the loyalty program matters. So, you know, if you were a shopper and you're not a loyalty member and you want to buy something and there's going to be a 10, 20% saving, um, and you can't access it on the spot, then that's going to be quite a frustrating and no doubt negative experience for that shopper. So, uh, there's a lot in the execution of it. I think over time it will be judged as successful in a way to, um, you know, compete effectively with other low-cost retailers that may not have loyalty programs. So I do expect it to grow, but there are some you know, nuances that retailers really need to be mindful of if they're going to execute on that sort of strategy. Yeah.
1: Thanks, Craig. This has been a really fruitful conversation. If you had to sum up uh, your outlook for Christmas trading in a few words, what would you, what would you say?
0: Christmas trading is going to be challenging, could be a bit lumpy. And retailers are going to have to watch carefully their sell-through and competitor pricing because by early December, it could get very promotional and um, have an impact on on retailer margins. But um, once again, it's always a a big time of the year. It's where retailers make most of their profit and and usually a, a key successful period for retailers and looking forward to seeing another one this year.
1: Well, Craig, thank you very much. We wish you and your family a very Merry Christmas. Hope you get what you wish for. Uh, And thank you so much for joining us for some special Christmas edition Retail Therapy.
0: Thanks, Paul.